In this podcast, we review pilot episodes of popular TV shows with a dose of shenanigans along the way. I'm Baden. I'm Dave. And this week, we are reviewing The Toast of London. So, sit back, relax, and don't blame the pilot. Don't blame the pilot. on fire. just talking about Morbius even though we know nothing about Morbius well I know Jared Leto's in it one of of the best actors of of modern times yeah I get there's this meme that like he's mint and all this but like (laughs) I just don't even want to entertain it oh I I, I hate him I fucking (laughs) I loathe that man (laughs) I loathe him I'm waiting for his Netflix documentary oh I think we've said it we've said it We've Probably from day times. one. Yeah. Someone's going to come out, isn't it? And when it does, I'm going to find the first time we'll fucking set it and date it and be like, told you. Yeah, I saw I saw the trailer for Morbius and I thought, like, who on earth is going to go and see that? But it's, it's done 80 million um, smackaroons in the box office, so <sighs> superhero films, man. Ugh. I, I just thought it ran out of steam by now, but I felt, it just hasn't. I, I felt I felt empty watching it. The trailer, yeah, just like felt nothing, not no. even bad. No, I bet Matt, I, I bet Matt Smith's all right in it, but apparently he's he's really good in it. He's like the only decent thing in it. Yeah, well, uh, well, well, uh, well I, I think I'll be giving that a miss. It's Sony, anyways. They, they haven't got a clue. <laughs> um, uh, in the Spider Verse, they did <coughs> Sony Animation. To be fair, Sony Animation, yeah. Different colour, different colour fish. But uh, yes, so uh, obviously this week we're doing the Toast of London, which is on Channel 4. And uh, for any listeners who are unaware, the reason we picked to do this was because um, Channel 4 may be getting privatised. What are your thoughts, David? Well, first off, um, Toast of London has been taken off Channel 4 now. Mm-hmm. It's not on all four. It's now on BBC iPlayer because the uh, spin-off Toast of Tinseltown is on BBC yeah. now. Yeah, so it's transferred over. Um, but it always felt BBC like a BBC show, Toast of London. Oh, I don't know. I think it's a bit oddball. Like I think it's a, yeah. But I think feels, it was oddball like, enough feel, to be Channel it feels, Four. It feels like in the Mighty Bushy like arena of comedy. True, but until very recently, BBC Three didn't exist, and it's a BBC Two show, Toast of Tinseltown. Now. Mm. It's just, uh, but mm, my thoughts on Channel Four being privatized. Honestly, not massive thing for me. It's part like so for those who don't know how it works in Britain, the BBC is a PSB. It's a public service broadcaster. So like we pay for it, and um, we get like supposed to be like an unbiased news, and there's a little bit of everything for everybody. Channel Four has which a lot of people don't know has always been part PSB, but also allowed to have private adverts as well. And um, so, so essentially it's a BBC, but they generate their income from adverts rather than um, BBC um, licensing. But they, but when, when we pay our license, they get, they do get a cut of that. It is also part of public get, service. Yeah. And, um, and so it's, it's a, national it's lottery half funding. Half. I think a lot of film four stuff is na- national lottery funded. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. But uh, them going full private, I don't know what, I, I can't see what it'll change for the fact that they've always been a bit of a hybrid anyway. 
Yeah, but it, it was never it was never owned. It was never private in uh, at all. So essentially, they they made the money from advertisements. Obviously, the biggest chunk. I know there's a bits of public funding in there, uh-huh. but um, and the whole idea, and also they didn't make their own shows. They kind of went to different production companies. Well, like BBC kind of does a mixture of both, and there's a lot of in-house stuff and that. Yeah. Um, and and obviously the idea of Channel Four was kind of like, well, it's privatized, but we'll give these um, other companies a kind of leg up to do some weird shows and you know stuff like do something a bit different. Yeah. It, it's it's essentially a good opportunity to make a production company and get on Channel Four because that's the kind of the these you know that's their crack with it really but in regards to the um in regards to the takeover the the argument is is that channel fork really can't compete because they've um because there's like uh, I, think, I think there's like a ruling that they can't like spend a certain amount of money on tv shows and obviously we're in the era of stupidly budgeted netflix shows and the yeah. fact that tv is declining and the ad revenue isn't strong enough to justify them trying to compete with, let's say, ITV, for instance. Yeah. Um, and that's the crack, really. So the thing, if they could privatise it, you know, obviously we've got the Conservatives and, go, you know, in government, so that's their crack, isn't it? And it'll be less less taxes, really, less on the TV licences, their arguments. And uh, if it's done private, then people are... You know, the, the, more likely they keep people's jobs and actually try and make way more money. But there's mm-hmm. been a lot of like um, hit back from it, from, from actually from both parties as well. Weirdly enough, mm. um, saying it, it might cock up the news, not from a bias point of view, because I think there's other, there's rules in that anyways. Uh-huh. But just the fact that they can choose when they put time. So Channel Four is kind of known for having their news like in, injected throughout the schedule during the day at quite nice times. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they said if it goes private, then the, whoever owns it will just go like, well, no, it's not getting views because news fucking doesn't in this country, so let's just put another no, show in there. No, but then their news is quite um, left-wing as well, so it really depends on the person owning the station. Like the, like you said, they can't make it by, but they can cut it off, right? So like it depends entirely on the individual or the corporation that then well, owns the, the, it, so... Yeah, but they can't change the news. They can just decide not to have it on. That's what I mean. That's <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, uh, exactly. So, so, so that's the crack, really. Uh, just before we crack on with Tulsa London, just a little quick question, and I think you know the answer. Yes. What is, speaking of Channel 4, and since it'll probably, it's probably going to die, isn't it? You know, same as old TV. What was the first ever show on Channel 4? Oh, do you know the answer to this? I do, yeah. Uh, was it an original show? Yes. Okay. First original show, Channel 4. No, 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 not a show, just any programming. What was the first thing? Hmm. Was it... wasn't the news, no? No. Um, what was it? Countdown. Countdown? Yeah. No way, fair do. No, oh, too. Um... <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to give me a minute. I've locked my girlfriend out of the flat. All right, cool. <laughs> we'll keep uh, this in. You what? Sorry. Oh, we'll keep it in. We'll always keep it in. I'm not bothered. Me. You just you just talk shit, and I'll I'll hear it after. It's every week now, isn't it? There's always fucking something. Always something. That derails the show. Eh? Supposed to be professionals. And then this happens. 
Oh well. And he comes slugging his way back here. Oh, I can't hear you. Let me put my headphones on. Hello? Hello, hello. Hello. Do apologise. Right, Countdown was the first show on uh, Channel 4. Yes, just as a little daft thing. But obviously we picked Toast Lunnings. I think it's one of our favourites. The the um, Obviously when this happened, I was kind of thinking like Channel 4 shows. You, and s- for, you said for, IT crowd, I think? At first to do, but the first thing that always popped in my head was Shameless. I was associated Channel 4 with Shameless. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, God, yeah. We could have done that. There's loads we could have done. There's loads of great Channel 4 shows, from, particularly when we were like teenagers it, it, and stuff. There was something very alternative about it, because the BBC... I don't know if you can remember the intros in between shows, but the, the, you know the BBC intros, you know the two and stuff like a bit like kind of been kind of jumping around and stuff was kind of whatever. But the Channel Four ones, they had like really cool stuff and like council estates, yeah, four lo- you go kind of emerging, you know, like stuff like that. It was it was quite. It felt like all oh, this, you know, they're going to put some risque stuff on, and they did for the time. Yeah, they did, it used to, it used to be daring, and then it just sort of all of a sudden. It happened so gradually, like, I guess you just didn't even notice that eventually it just became, like, um, documentaries, like, just really out there documentaries, like, you know, like, oh, the guy, the kid who gave birth to his brother and all that, and just, like... Yeah, cheap to make, you know. Mm. It, just, uh, it just devolved, which is such a shame. Um, this probably still is, like, really good stuff being made on Channel mm-hmm. 4, but um, it used to be top quality stuff and and a lot of a lot of the shows were made outside of London at the time yeah 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 well I mean they've finally done the whole they're, they're they're in my neck of the woods now they're in Leeds yeah 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 um but uh yeah I, I guess we'll just just crack on with uh, Toast of London yeah so Toast of London 2012 Stephen Toast an eccentric middle aged actor with a, a checkered past spends more time dealing with his problems off stage than performing on stage um, so, so just before we get into this because we, we were kind of figuring out what was the pilot but the pilot and I, and I read into it so the pilot was released in 2012 as a complete separate thing they must have just flung it on uh-huh. channel 4 as kind of like oh here's a random new show type of thing yeah and then they asked for more, and then the year after, I think it's exactly a year, they did the first season, and there's a lot of jokes that are kind of taken from this pilot, even yeah. the pilot was aired, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, so and it's, it, it's technically not connected from a continuity point of view. No, they even but they even kept it on all four, all the way up until the end of last year. Yeah. Um, but they've sadly gotten rid of it on um, BBC iPlayer, which is a yeah. shame because it's still, it's still a very good pilot. But it, 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 I guess it does like chop around like loads of ideas a bit too much. It, it does feel more like a short than than a an introduction to a yeah, show. Yeah, I, I I agree. It 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 feels more like because we watched both. We watched the first. Well, I don't know if you did, David. But I watched yeah, the yeah. first. Yeah, we, we, so we both watched the first episode and the pilot. And for me, the the pilot felt more like a Toast of London episode, better for worse than the pilot does, because it had more to do with show business and like the the kind of shit that he does and being on stage and he meets his rival, who's a th- you know thespian, and he's in the re- recording booth. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? It felt more like that, whereas the other one felt more like an episode that should be about halfway through <laughs> to do with just, relationships. Cause yeah. It felt like a relationship episode. Uh-huh. 
and it doesn't really describe Total London, even though I think writing wise, especially editing, Christ um, felt felt way better, felt cleaner, and mm. the jokes, every joke landed more or less. But in the pilot, there was a lot of like empty gaps, and the, the editing was a bit weird for me. Um, and a yeah. lot of the jokes didn't land as well. But as I said, in the first one, they felt felt more like they kind of figured things out a bit. Yeah, the first episode, even though, like you said, um, the pilot is a better representation of the show. The first episode is far superior, yes, in my opinion. I agree. Even though it doesn't really show off the show, and the pilot does is is proper pilot. You know, where it's kind of like going through all the aspects of his life and characters that that needs to be introduced. Yeah. And but what I liked about the first episode was how like there's no exposition of who this guy is. You just see him, you know, you kind of get who he's about just by how he cracks on, rather than anyone explaining it to you or him even explaining who his friends are. Like there's no lines like that. It's hmm. kind of like it's in his agent's office. Oh fuck's sake! I've been you know, you know, I've I've been nominated for best actor award, whatever. Shows his ego a little bit, mm-hmm. and then he goes. He goes and buggers off. There's no like mention of I know there is, I know Ray Purchase is mentioned, but he's not mentioned in I guess quote unquote the correct manner to be your villain. It's like <laughs> no, it, it's it, 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 it's like oh god, it's it's like mentioning the Joker doing doing stand up on the side. You know, mention Joker being like a stand up comedian mm-hmm. rather than his crime. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> and it felt really like off. I was like, oh right, Stephen Purchase is. Did the surgery for the um, for the woman who turned turned the Bruce Forsyth, <laughs> Bruce Forsyth, <laughs> yeah. And what the names the names of all the characters are fucking. I don't know, like they're surely meant to be intentionally oh, stu- ridiculous. Yeah, stupid, stupid as yeah. fuck. But Ray, yeah, Ray Purchase, considering he's not in the first episode, he is in the pilot. What a character! What what a performance that dude does. It's so good. It's so fucking funny. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and there was that joke with the, you can tell it's a joke that they've probably had for years. Mm-hmm. Did, did you ever notice that in a few like shows, especially like earlier, like early South Park, you can tell there's jokes that they've like that they've got to get it in, mm-hmm. even though it doesn't really connect with anything. It's the one way he's like having an affair with his wife, and then he goes into the wardrobe, and his wardrobe's just <laughs> the wardrobe's in the, in the room, middle of the room, <laughs> just randomly, no other furniture, just a bed and the, the wardrobe. Like, get in the wardrobe quickly, you know. It's, it's kind of playing on that cliche. Mm-hmm. Honest, and, uh, honestly, this show to me, it gives like Monty Python a run for its money, like of how weird it is at points. You know, like the hu- how weird the humor is. But it, and Monty Python is kind of on the nose with how stupid it is mm. you kind of know what you're getting but with this you could be fooled for it being a kind of a bit of a basic bitch comedy if you know what I mean like it's, it's shot very you know there's nothing interesting about the shots or anything and, yeah. and sometimes the acting's just dead normal normal kind of comedy but there's little really surreal moments but that's, in it maybe like that's it Mighty Boosh but I think that's the magic of it yeah it really it is it's um uh Matt Berry it's co-written by Matt Berry and another um another guy which I should know his name bless him whoever it is but um, it's it's written by the guy who plays Ed his roommate ah because he's like he's like funny enough he is a bit like of an ITV character actor he has been for decades I, I think he's my favourite character because there's just there's nothing like laugh out loud about him but there's, there's something very subtle about his crack because he, yeah. he's, he's a bit of the straight man yeah 
but he's he's one of those straight men that comes out with really ridiculous stuff. But he says it in <laughs> such a way that it just sounds normal, like that's just a normal yeah. thing, you know. Well, it's t- <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and and the whole Ray Perch, Ray Perch is the whole um, God. Um, yeah, the, and and that and that woman turning into Bruce Forsyth. It's <laughs> and I I noticed that most of the humor didn't come in the dialogue at all. No. It was all. Um, well, it did with you know if you saw on the on, on the pit on the page because there's a scene where it's just like oh she's turned you know she's had plastic surgery and accidentally someone turned her into Bruce Forsyth mm-hmm. and then Matt Berry says oh Bruce Forsyth but it's the way Matt Berry says it it goes Bruce Forsyth Bruce Forsyth <laughs> <laughs> and they're like yes Bruce Forsyth Bruce Forsyth and um but then, but the, and, it, it, and then what, what, what's stupid about it is, is like the woman comes in and you expect her to kind of speak as a normal you know normal like a, a woman type of thing you know but it looks like Bruce Forsyth but she she does all the good game good game and just yeah. shit like that <laughs> it like makes no sense at all and she and she has like a black hand uh, yeah is that technically blackface <laughs> well on a literal sense it's black, well, it's, it's hand, black hand but yeah black hand. Oh, I don't know. That's the, name, that's the name of a sitcom, isn't it? Black Hand. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I just imagine like Matt Berry and just like some some weird like old like like Nigerian or like Ghanaian like tribal costume or something like that as the front cover. Black Hand. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll get it on the new Channel Four. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Nah, he's too busy with Toaster Tinsel it'll, Town. It'll be called Corporation Four or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but he's my favorite character. Interestingly, the, the only actor that they replaced is the agent. Yeah, and in the pilot, I didn't, I didn't see. I didn't know anything see... wrong with either of them, and I couldn't. No, really... no, no. But I, I... <sighs> it'd be something very subtle, or maybe the actress just couldn't commit. to Wasn't it. available. Maybe, yeah, maybe possibly. It'd be something like that. Because, um, interesting, when we do eventually get get round to us. Um, I remember the pilot for Always Sunny in Philadelphia had a different MD in it. And you could tell there was just something off about that performance. Yeah. Like, not technically wrong. Like, it was believable, but there just there just wasn't wasn't that next thing to it. But in this one, you, I, I couldn't really tell. I couldn't really tell which one was better. Or no, she, 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 she yeah. moulded into it all, like, fine. Like, I don't really... But, um, and, and her changing her hair and stuff. I, just, I love the little... It's... It's um, would you say it's very SpongeBob? We always go back to that, don't we? Where it's just the continuity goes out the window every now and then. Yeah, and, it's, and there's the bit when he's in a, in the first episode where his hair's all rough and um, yeah, the journalist got to do it. She just, just puts her hand over it once and it just goes completely perfect. <laughs> like, there's no, like there's no reason for it, but it's just just crack. Yeah, but I bet you'd struggle uh, to say like the, what is the the story of the pilot. <laughs> Because at least the first episode has an arc. Yeah, the, yeah. The stories. Um, sorry, the the pilot's just fucking balmy. It just jumps all it's, over the place. It, it, it's it's more of a it's more of a special episode that you would have at the end of a season three or something when you run out of ideas. <laughs> yeah. And and you have you're the episodes where like it's. Um, I, I guess it's very similar to uh, a bottleneck episode where people stand in the room. Oh, remember the time when? And it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, but like, I think Friends did, did the worst version of that, where they just like use old clips. Oh yeah, well, The Simpsons is like guilty that. for it, yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, Simpsons have done it as well. Yeah, I, it felt like that type of episode, and they just did the old gags. Yeah, except it was all. Yeah. Except it was all. Funny you mentioned that. 
See, I've watched the pilot of Toaster Tinseltown. And it's the same, but in Hollywood. Well, I'm, no, the, fir- the first I'm, episode's still in London. But, 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 oh, right, no, I, I thought it'd be funny if it was set in Hollywood, but all the sets are exactly the same. But, like, only, like, a few things have changed. No, the I, I've got to say, I didn't get... Um, a bit of a side thing, right? Because I'm guessing we'll never, we'll probably never get around to doing Toast at Tinseltown. Probably not, no. But um, so it's I'll just it's it's technically the same show. Yeah, yeah. No, like I mean, I mean, from where it's kind of on Wikipedia. Yeah, and that it's it's technically part of the same. Yeah, thing. yeah. Of course, it's season four, isn't? But so, but it's too much of a parody of itself in a bad way. And there's um, it's also it's not that good. I I've. It was just a big swing and a miss for me. Really? Um, I got bad vibes from the start. It was back in the studio with Clem Fandango and the other fucking hipster. And um, <laughs> the... Yeah, then we'll get to them. Yeah. I mean, I'm um, slagging them off. I mean, that's literally like how I you. go. That's how that's I go you. on in life. That's but, you. Um, but, um, <laughs> that is, yeah. But um, the... Um, What's the guy called who wrote Seinfeld with Seinfeld? Obviously not Jerry Seinfeld. The L- other... Larry David. Yes, Larry David, right. There is, um, there's a video call with him and it's just shoehorned in and he's like slagging off because he's the client who needs the right, audio, you right. know, and I thought, yeah. oh, this is just going to be full of cameos, this. And then, you know, Phone Jack is in it later and I thought, oh, no. No, that's one of them. Don't get me wrong. The guy, the Phone Jack guy, he's, it's not, too much of an on-the-nose cameo. He's playing his own part and it's all... Yeah. There's nothing wrong with his performance. He's actually a great actor. He's in mm. Four Lions. Um, he's the Rubber Dingy Rapids Bro guy. Okay. Yeah. But... Um, it's, the humour is it's too much of a callback to stuff that worked prior. Bear in mind there's like a seven-year gap or something between them. <laughs> Everyone looks older. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> instead of like going into new territory you know because the um first three seasons don't really go back to many gags you know prior so it's all quite fresh from every episode to episode you know i guess I have on running i think the only on running gag per se is the um it's obviously the glenn fandango stuff in there oh yeah can you hear me this is glenn I, fandango I, I, can you hear I, me I, th- I think that's it isn't it well it's there's the um, gag there's a don't get me wrong the the do do it in Tulsa Tinseltown when Ray Purchase finally walks in and he's like well 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 and yeah. you know the camera like just zooms in on every single well it's that's yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that gets awesome. me every time but um <laughs> but other, other than that it uh maybe I just had too high of an expectation for it but um I'm curious as to what it gets like when it goes to America but then. I didn't watch the next episode, but by the end of it, he goes to America. By the end of the episode, I don't think, Amer- I don't think Americans will find any of this funny. No, but I think it's still it's still a BBC show, so like I, I, I think it, it probably is way too fucking. I don't want to say weird, but like it's probably way too British, you know. It's yeah, weird like, British. Like, could you imagine Mighty Bush working in America? <laughs> no, but Monty <laughs> Python is massive in America. Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I haven't got a clue. No, nah, nor do I. Nor do I. But um, Matt Matt Berry, I'm a real fan of Matt Berry. Like he's a he's a music producer in himself as well. He produces all music. He's got a th- great voice. Yeah, his songwriting's brilliant as well. The the theme song. Ding, to it. for the people who don't know Matt Berry, by the way, like um, I get crowd is where. He- 
got big, wasn't it? Yeah, and he he had done a lot of other uh, shows prior to that with um, funny enough with one of the guys from IT crowd. There's this weird one I can't remember off the top of my head. Something to do with like where it's like all talking heads and then they're making like some sort of uh, really low budget sci-fi thing in a hospital. I, if you know what I'm talking about, that'll make perfect sense. I can't remember what it is. Um, but uh, Matt Berry has a very... His, his voice is probably more famous than his face. Yeah. Um, He's done a lot of commercials. Yes. Um, if you're an American, I think he played a fucking dolphin in the SpongeBob <laughs> film. Um He's uh, the second SpongeBob film, not the first one, but he'd be, be great in Smiling Friends, wouldn't he? Yeah, in IT crowd, you know him. He's the guy who's like the father, the the boss, mm-hmm. um, boss yeah. and I suppose most he's the money supermarket guy, isn't he? Money supermarket. He's um, which I, I I wonder if he did because he's done a lot of these in the in the booth, so that must way probably got a lot of. <laughs> well, I I, I think because he's obviously always had this iconic voice, so I imagine he probably did a lot of stuff before he was you know got stuff you know a lot of yeah yeah. So I work. I think yeah. a lot of the stuff in the studio is from experience. Yeah, it's absolutely. probably the only thing that is like from personal experience. You know, it's like some of the some of the spoofs and sorry the skits in the um, recording booth when. For example, like all he has to do is say yes, and it takes him like three hours and, and, to fucking and, and, do and it. Fa- and he has the he has the scripts. I actually watched a video of that same scene, but it must be it must be put in later because they had it kind of cut to the actual page of like like lines he has to read out, and it just says voiceover yes, yeah, and um says oh, and then <laughs> and then knuckle him from dangle the other guy. He, he, he goes oh yeah maybe you should put it maybe you should put the the thing down twenty one word isn't it? You know, you, you <laughs> Picks it back up because he, he forgets. It's great. Yeah, he, he just looks back at it. Yeah, yes. <laughs> oh fuck! Yes, great. Like so fucking stupid. So stupid. It, it, the, the bit that got me was um was the love interest like running away, <laughs> like for no fucking reason. Like the the, the reporter. Like he sees outside. No, it's the, it's the girl that's electronically tagged that runs no, it and it holds on to her for ages. It, no, it's both of them. Oh, they both run off they like both, really no, fucking it, it's, weird. It, it, it's the same gag done twice. <laughs> so she runs away for no reason. It's like it stays on her for way too long, and then she runs away because because she, she heard electronic tags beeping, and she runs really. But they're always running in a really stupid way, and the, and I can't imagine that being in a script. That's just something that they would have just like thought that that's really stupid. We'll yeah, keep just it in. do it on set. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, and then the fact, <laughs> the fact that like you know she seems, oh, I, I, I need to tidy up, and, and then he go, and he goes to hers, and it's just like you know, proper hoarder. She's a hoarder. He says, hoarder. he says, what does he say? He says, crazy things come in threes. And yeah, she's like, she, she's like an alcoholic. She and, says, I'm an alcoholic. What's his line? He he says, uh, he says, oh, brilliant. Nobody drinks these days. Like, let's get, a, let's get a bottle of whiskey. Let's get on it. <laughs> You shouldn't laugh at alcoholism. Oh, it's, it's but that's funny, funny isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I am. Um, you know, I think I've said it before, but you know things are funny when you're like really laughing when you're by yourself. Because usually you feed off yeah. each other. But like, um, I 
Yeah, I loved particularly the first episode. I loved going back to that over the pilot. There's one clip that that always gets me. He's um, I think he's in a bar with like two women, and he's been chatting to them, and everything's going really well. And then he, he buys some drinks, and he has like a tray full of drinks. Right? Okay, so which one's yours? Like, oh, oh so that one's um, that one's Lisa's. That one's had a, he's got, he's with a group of girls type of thing. And um, and and that one's my boyfriend. That's her boyfriend. And then he just drops the whole thing and just walks out and just smashes. <laughs> Yeah, he comes across. He's such a twat, but it's like. <laughs> but you just look at Matt Berry and you just think, like, look at him, look at this guy, you know. <laughs> but he's cool as fuck. All at the same time, it's just it's just yeah, works. They, they do like, the mighty boosh crack of having like random songs in there, don't they? At the end, yeah. Well, he write he writes them all as well. Yeah. So it's it's of it's of that group, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that type of show. Yeah, yeah. But I, I've got to say, I went back to the mighty boosh. I can. I love watching clips of the Mighty Boosh, but when trying to get through a whole episode now, is it not the same? Not for me. Even the Milky Jaw one, God. The Milky Jaw one was terrifying <laughs> as a kid. Yeah, I remember being. Um, Still, no, no. I I remember probably being like ten or twelve, and and I was just put on the TV, and then this came on randomly out of context. Didn't know what the Mighty Boosh was, mm. and I got really invested in it. And I, I didn't find it a bit funny because I didn't get any of the humour. Yeah. And then it just start, it goes off the rails and gets really scary. <laughs> yeah, it's like exactly the same. It was on BBC Three at about two in the morning around my grandparents. Yeah, yeah, we might watch like... the same one. <laughs> and and then terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really was. I, I remember watching it back recently. I was like, oh, that's still quite creepy, isn't it? But there's add, there's the added level of humour to it that it kind of masks it a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I re- I remember. God, might be, it's just gone, isn't it? Like completely. Like, um, but at the time, just to tell you how good we used to have it, the big controversy at the time was the Mighty Boosh went into the BBC Live Lounge, and everybody was like, um, "Oh, it's a disgrace to music and all this yeah. blah blah." Like, because that's all we had to care about back then, two thousand six. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no worries back in the day, you know. Yeah. No. <laughs> Makes me a bit sad thinking about it, <laughs> but never mind. Um, but no, this is this. Um, just to add shenanigans to this. I the first time I watched this mm-hmm. was about five years ago, and I watched it on a Nintendo Wii. Really? Yeah. You God. can still you can still get Netflix on it. Oh, they might have just continued it recently, but at the time I, I was still able to get like Netflix on it. Wow, because yeah, I remember watching it around yours in London. Funnily enough, I think I put it on when we were filming something. Or was it just coming down to chill? I can't remember. It's one of the two. And so um, probably to work because yeah. <laughs> um, the, yeah. Yeah. Also, also, I showed you it. No, no, I put it on. I, I can't. I, I think you'd already seen a bit, but I think some was, of your, some that, of your flatmates after, didn't. Was that after our Doctor Who marathon? <laughs> that yeah. we used, that we used to watch like in between every every day of shooting. It was that week. Yeah, it was yeah, that week. Was I think week. I put to us London yeah. on one night. Yeah. Because we, because I think we got to a point in Doctor Who where we just couldn't take it anymore, and I think it was. A oh, bit I don't know junk. why it was. Wasn't it, was it with bit... Catherine Tate came in? No, it wasn't. No, it was. Um, <laughs> it wasn't. But there was one bit where, like, I think um, Captain Jack he kind of phases away or something or teleport. I don't fucking know. Whatever sci-fi shit. Uh-huh. And he, but the weird shot is ridiculous. And he kind of goes like, "Oh, see you later, guys." And he flies away. And we were laughing. And he comes back like, "Oh, sorry, you know, forgot something." <laughs> Bye. And we were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I think that was enough for me. I had to go to bed. Um, yeah, yeah, t- yeah t- 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 to London, man. No. 
God, what else, what else is there? There's not a lot to say. It's, it's that good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's usually the good ones when we don't have much to say. No, it? no. You've got, to, you've got to go and watch it. You've got to. I, I, I guess you'd, you'd uh, recommend it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've already carried on. I've watched all of it. But it's, it's really, really is a Marmite show. You might just not get it at all. But yeah. fucking hell. I... I I think it's a hoot, me. I I really relate to it because the he's obviously taking the piss out of the way. Like I guess old timey actors crack on. Yeah, yeah. Like, or like, the, he get he the, gets like, like, like there's something there's some you know like I I think that's kind of well you know his brother like worked you know he's like you know, a military person very like oh yes of course for queen and country you know like when I was in the Falklands all that type of yeah. shit and then he's an actor so it's that whole different that whole different crack but the fact that. Uh, the fact that Toast kind of sees himself on the same level as his brother who's like f- killed people and fought on battlefields and <laughs> shit like that because he's an actor he's there to change the world and like you know through his performance you know it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's that it's that world view of actors which is just quite funny how they like the self-importance of us yeah yeah and he gets well he, you, you still get that today don't you with the Oscars and <laughs> well yeah of course I mean I think the lid's off now like and, 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 Jared, and Jared Leto yeah yeah <laughs> twat and um they get the um, the sound engineers down with T as well. That is, I hate to admit, that is exactly how we go on, and, we are, done, and I, we are and we are twats. We are. I've, I've done a few voiceover stuff, and it is it is that crack. It is. It is, it is, and there's always a little hipster dude in there, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, oh, can you do that again, please? I've done it. I've been that guy, and you've got it. You, <laughs> you, you, you sort of like in this moment of like, um, right? Well, that sounded fucking terrible. But you can't tell him because it's just going to make the whole situation worse. So you have to go like, yep, that was great. Um, are you all right if we just maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah. run through this bit again and again? And then you do literally yeah. end up doing something for hours and it's just fucking torture. Um, it's almost exaggerated by saying yes, but it, it, it it's, a, it's a pain in the arse to voice over work. Um, yeah. But yeah, but j- just even even the crack of like, peep, you know, him going into into the theatre and people like protesting like you know like you know shit performance and <laughs> shit, you know what I mean like, I love I've got it that's the funniest bit of the pilot when he goes on yeah. stage and the bleep it out whatever he does and everybody's just like <gasps> like fucking <laughs> it's just like the the most like notorious theatre show of all time and you've got no idea what it is it's fucking yeah, yeah. brilliant it's like really <laughs> offensive <laughs> Yeah, there's all this thing. There's all these banners out the front, and they're saying like no racism, and like we stand with Muslims and all this. And you think, fucking hell, what is this theatre show? And they, ble- they bleep out what the name of it is, don't it, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, do you remember Daisy Ridley is in like the second episode? Is she? Yeah. So they do the same skit from the pilot. You know, when he's about to walk on stage, and he ends up talking to one of the, um, you know, one of the sort of backstage crew. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think she did anything before Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it's Daisy Ridley. She's literally got like twenty seconds worth of lines. Right. And uh, yeah, it'd been three years before Star Wars, and that's it. There's nothing else I'd seen her in prior. But yeah. Oh, after really? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Bless her. Bless her. But um, whatever, man. She got beat. I, 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 I think I, I think I'd be happy in her situation. Like I've got loads of money. Done Star Wars. Sorted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then like can't complain. Yeah. It'd be better in the long run, because Mar- you know, like Mark Hamill was like that really after he Harrison was, Ford then, got all the roles and and then um, yeah, there's always like one actor who does really well out of them, isn't there? 
Um, but yeah, I, I think Daisy would be one of those who does like bits of voiceover work in cartoons. Yeah, it, it, very similar to Mark Hamill in a weird way. It'll be that type of crack. Mm. Um, you know, n- yeah, can't be said for little little old Annie though. Bless him, <laughs> bless his soul, God. Um, well, we're, we're becoming close to our hundredth episode of doing Attack of the Clones. Um, Is that what we're gonna do? Yeah, yeah. It'll fly by. I, I bought I, I bought the new Lego Star Wars game. Oh yeah, and even on that, I can't be asked to do the Attack of the Clones section. Even I need to keep reminding myself that it's a video game version of it. It'll be way better. Yeah, and it'll I take the piss. It. It'll take I, the I, piss out of the film, probably. I don't think they go far enough because I played the I played through the Phantom Menace. Uh huh. One, but they don't really take the piss out of it. Mm. It's more just like, oh, someone's mowing the lawn whilst you know all these droids are coming over the hill. Yeah. In the battle, yeah, it's that type of. You know, fun. They don't take the piss out of the actual. Yeah. Uh, fair. Oh, oh! I just remembered. I do. I, this is a bit of a disappointment, and I do apologise. So I started last week's episode, which is only two days ago for us. But I sta- <laughs> yeah, yeah, just completely break the illusion of us trying to cheat out. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> well, we're still we're still doing it. We're still doing it. We're just busy next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but um, yeah, I said I was going to get to the bottom of this story of basically someone was claiming at work that they're teaching um children in uh California um out of books that contain like ten year olds having their way with each other in a sexual manner, like paedophilia stuff, right? So, I did get to the bottom of this. It's not true. <laughs> not well, fully, anyway. But, what a yeah. surprise. I can't believe I even fell for it. But basically, the story com- the story comes from... Uh, there was these two books, I can't remember which ones, but there's, there's controversial bits in them. There's something to do with their gender fluid, and there is one that depicts, like... You know, the man and kid and said, but it was in a library of a high school in Tennessee mm-hmm. and has since been removed. That's all it is. But I was led to believe, you know, that the that the world's gone mad and America's gone mad and this is what they're doing, but that's not the case. I shouldn't have fucking even you know, I shouldn't have even fell for it and I apologise and it won't happen again (laughs) because I thought we could have a good laugh and I could read like, you know, a bit of the book and it'd be really funny, but it's all bullshit. So there you go. There you go. And with that, we'll end the show. Uh, No. (laughs) 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 Just before we wrap things up, what do you think the INDB rating is for Tours of London? Thank you for the the paedophile wrapping up finally the the conclusion to the... The American paedophilia. Yeah. Got to the bottom story. of it. Got to the bottom of it. Well done. Um, what yeah. do you think the IMDb rating is? It's not in the schools. It's in the um, high wherever, school. So well, it's it's wherever the Oscars are. California. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> do you want to? Um, before I get to how. Hmm, maybe I shouldn't ask this question. <laughs> no. No, I shouldn't ask this question. Alright. Cool. <laughs> What's your IMDb rating? Oh, eight and a half, surely, please. Uh, eight point two. Mm, I'll take that, fair enough. The pilot? Uh 
What do you think it is? Uh, I think the pilot will be low. Uh, 7.9. 7.1. Fair. It's it's the, the lowest out of the lot. <laughs> what a surprise. They're nearly all out. <laughs> these days. Yeah. Yeah, um, these days, they don't make pilots like they used to. No, they don't. Um, <clears throat> First yeah. episode, though. Uh, solid. Eight, eight on the dot. For you? I'm guessing eight, yeah. Oh, sorry, are, are we talking about the pilot or the first episode? I'm talking about the first episode at this point. Sorry, first episode is 7.7. Oh, fair enough. It, it, it does really get better as it goes on, like season does, two and yeah, three. Yeah, you look, you look at this, it, it, it does go up incrementally. Yeah, it, like every episode's better than the last in the first season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, fair, fair enough. I'd, I'd, it, 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 it take the synopsis for the the last episode of the season is after failing to become the uh, after failing to become the next James Bond, um, Stephen Toast loses twenty thousand pounds to Andrew Lloyd Webber in a poker game, <laughs> and it's pursued by his recovery men. <laughs> Meanwhile, whilst dubbing a gay porn film with um, Ray Purchase, a German gay porn film. <laughs> so take that as you will. Yeah, that's the highest rated one. That's eight point six. So. It's fantastic because it just it just is it's great. Yeah, <laughs> I guess while we're on, I want to see what the pilot, the first episode of Toaster Tinseltown's reviewed. I don't know if you have it at hand. I do not have it at hand. No. Okay, well, give me a minute, man. Give me a minute, just because I, you know, I could be wrong in my opinion. Or I could be against the opinion. Well, the whole thing's rated seven point six out of ten. That's not yeah. a good start. But the first episode's rated eight point one. Right. Well, maybe maybe I just have good foresight, and I just got I just got Bruce the feet. Foresight, even yeah, <laughs> it was foresight. Um, <laughs> I just, I just had the feeling something wasn't right. Yeah. See, I mean, right, okay. Just to tell you, this is in the second episode, right? So, um, it's still got the you know obviously Matt and uh, Rob who write the show. Uh, Fred Ar- Fred Armisen, you know the guy from uh, Portlandia. Yeah, yeah, and Portland Portlandia. Um. The guy playing Daniel Dale Lewis, uh, Bill Hader, isn't it? Okay. Uh, Rashida Jones from Parks and Rec. Yeah. Uh, Paul Rudd. It's just too many, too many, just too many. Yeah. It just, it wasn't that kind of show, you know. Mm-hmm. No. It, it wasn't that kind of show. It it took the piss out of like the way actors are. Yeah. Don't get. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my thought anyway. Well, well, there you go. That's just a <laughs> London. Very good, David. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where can you find us? Uh, yeah, our subreddit is r slash dbtp podcast. Our TikTok is dbtp podcast. Our Twitter is dbtp podcast. Our Instagram is not that. It's <laughs> um, don't blame the pilot. Uh, and you're still not getting our email. Nah, nah, uh, uh. nah, uh, uh. nah, nah, uh, nah, uh, uh. It's a pilot at gmail.com. But, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> couple of things. Um, someone asked us to do Rasta Mouse, and I said yes, and we will one day. I promise. I promised already, and we will. We'll figure it out. And then, uh, Another thing, we've never actually, I don't think we've ever actually publicly thanked, um, that's uh, Slorley. I'm you not know. sure, yeah. 
I'm not sure. We don't even Lord know. We don't even know how to say your name. The person who looks after our subreddit <laughs> that just keeps it running without us even checking. I check it. No, I, I know, I but I'm just great. I'm just saying, like you know, because I, I do check it, but it's just like it's just its own thing, and like and you post it up every every time, and you've even got a throwback thing, and I, like we can't thank you enough, honestly. Bless you. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. And um, on that lovely note for a change, uh, we'll see you next week. Cool. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Take or it two easy. Weeks for us, but... All right, yeah. So... Yeah, yeah. Two <laughs> weeks for us. Two weeks for us. All I'll right, be 30. No, I won't be. I won't be. You won't be, you won't be just yet. No, no. No. Cool. All right, then. Cool. Take right. it easy. Bye bye. See you later. Bye bye. Do you want to know the question I was going to ask you?